0: Hey, thank you so much, Leighton and team. Um, Look, I just want to honor them. This is the first time Leighton's probably gotten to lead uh, here at Golden Sands Baptist. And (laughs) what a way to get jumped in, hey Leighton? Your first Sunday, no one's actually here. Uh, But thank you so much uh, for creating that space. You guys are amazing. Um, So look, today we're going to do things a little bit differently. Obviously, the uh, news last night has forced us to change our kind of patterns and our processes a little bit. And uh, we had a, a speaker who was supposed to be locked, uh, who's supposed to be coming in, but due to the COVID changes, they were unable to make it. And so what I thought for today is, rather than me just finding a random video, I thought we could kind of engage in a conversation about where we are headed to next as a church. So we just finished this series around biculturalism. And this next series that I have planned for us is all around evangelism, uh, around sharing our faith. Uh, and engaging with the questions of how do we do that and what does that look like and what does that even mean um because one of our goals that we talked about having when we did kind of our vision series back in october is we wanted to make an express effort to get better at learning how to share our faith with people of helping people coming to know who jesus is and to know that story made kind of real in their lives and so i wanted us to have a conversation in the lead up to easter and uh, particularly because we're right now we're working behind the scenes to try and get an alpha running up into term two that we want to start in term two of this year and I thought it'd be a great space for us to have a conversation around what does evangelism even mean? How do we outwork that? What comes to your mind when you think about evangelism? All that kind of stuff. And so I want us to have a bit of a discussion, but the way that we're gonna do it is rather than me kind of preaching a full sermon to you, uh, I want us to go and have almost like a conversation together with some people here, but also with you online at home. And the way that I kind of am thinking about this is, you know, sometimes when the doctor calls you in for surgery, sometimes they know exactly what they're going in for, you have the procedure and they're ready, they go in and they fix the problem. But there's sometimes where they have to go in for surgery, what they call like an exploratory surgery, which is where they just have to get in there and see what it's like and see where it's affected. And so I think of today, our discussion in our conversation, less about like a precise this is the thing that you need to take away and more about an exploratory surgery of us discovering all the different facets and figuring out how do we share our faith in a modern day secular New Zealand context in a way that draws people into the story of who Jesus is. So to have this conversation together, I just wanted to invite up a few people to come and join me. Uh, So uh, Bernie and Brooke, do you guys mind uh, coming up and uh, joining us in this morning? They should be on their way as we start this new series which we're calling witness which is learning and discussing how to share our faith good morning good morning morning good morning bernie 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 made it he was um Bernie was running all of our graphics, <laughs> and just handed that
1: off to somebody else. Apologies for any lyric issues, but yeah. we got there. We got there. <laughs> we got there. there. We got
0: there. We got there in the end. Um, hey, look! Thank you guys for being here, and thank you for kind of jumping on a little bit last minute into this conversation. I just thought, I mean, evangelism is such a complicated topic, with very strong emotions that are often tied to it. Mm. There are some people in the church that love it that absolutely love it. They're like, I'm an evangelist. I'm gonna go out and share my faith. And then there are lots of people in the church that are like, I hate it.
1: <laughs> I don't wanna do
0: that at all. I feel awkward and uncomfortable sharing my faith with people. And so I thought it'd be cool for us to just kind of tease that out together. And so the first question, and again, we're really hoping for some participation here. So this is the moment where you get out your phones and your keyboards for you guys to kind of join in so we can talk about it together, both online and here in person. And so the question I want us to discuss, and this will come up on the screen in a second, is what comes to mind when you think of evangelism? Like it is a loaded word that lots of people have different opinions on. So if you at home right now can jump onto your keyboards and when someone says evangelism, what comes to mind when you think of evangelism, is it positive, is it negative, mm. is it something that you've got a lot of experience of, or is it something that you're like, I'm terrified, I never want to do this ever again in my life? Um, what about what about for you guys? What comes to mind when you think of evangelism?
1: Yeah, it's funny. I think it's like, it's the, one of the naughty words of Christianity, the right. E word. Yep. Like, oh, I can't believe you used the E word in our service. Like, <laughs> um, but it, it's one of those things. I think, you know, it can mean a lot of different things to different people, as you alluded before, and even different things in different phases of life, like... Mm. Um, for me, when I was like a kid, evangelism is like the, the, the call at the end of a camp kind of mm-hmm. thing for people to, to respond Yeah, say it at an Easter camp or things like that. Then a number of years ago, I was working with someone whose idea of evangelism was we need to go to the mall talk to random people and lead them to Jesus. Right. Like really kind of, that kind of like direct kind of version. And then there's other ways where it's been through arts and crafts and music, you share the gospel. Mm -hmm. And then there's this bigger picture of it as well, where it's like, actually, how do you use influence to lead people to Jesus? Right. And the comings and goings of all your life. Mm. Um, So for me, in my life, I've experienced a number of different interpretations of the word. Yeah. And there's definitely been a journey that I've had with it in terms of understanding what does it look like for me. And so I can only imagine for everybody who's watching this morning, when you use the word evangelism, Mm -hmm. the naughty E word, people, (laughs) there's a whole plethora of reactions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. What about for you, Brooke? I
2: love that you use the word plethora. Yeah. (laughs) I know. You didn't even stumble over it. Just drop that in there. Um, When I think of the word evangelism, it's like I have this like bodily sensation of like my heart beating faster yep. right. and like this feeling of you have to go and talk to someone who you have no idea about their walk of life or who they are but you just you gotta share Jesus yeah yep. you gotta get that and uh I have a background with youth for the mission YWAM yeah yep. and so right. yes rocking that and so there was this extreme vision in my childhood of like wanting to not have anything to do with it, and then going into Youth with the Mission and actually, like, seeing people transform through that, mm-hmm. which is awesome, but then also seeing the harm that it can do. So it's yep. like a really weird kind of whirlwind of Absolutely. emotions and feelings and not, not wanting to feel like people are, like, just a notch on your belt. Like, there was yeah. kind of the danger... In YWAM circles of like, oh, I went out and evangelized to five people. When I got two of them to say the sinner's prayer, and mm. like, and we're like, awesome. Um, but now what? Like, mm-hmm. especially when you're in a different cultural context, what might that mean? How does, yeah, how does how does that work? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. it's fascinating. Uh, we've got a few comments through here that are really interesting. So we've got, yeah, uh, John and Sylvia from our team uh, standing on a box in the park. You know funny story my mm. background because I had, I had some ywam days too yeah. and yeah. i went and joined a school that was called the school of evangelism yeah like i was uh you were yeah. hardcore cool, man i was hardcore. there's a reason i'm a pastor guys <laughs> <laughs> i did a school of evangelism um but one of the things we did all kinds of different kinds of ways of sharing our faith but there was one time in germany i'd never done any box in the park things and then we went to go partner with this one church in germany that does street preaching yeah and <laughs> we go there and like the whole thing was weird because i i got there and i don't speak any german yep but they were like hey let's get you guys up to go and share the gospel and so our leader kind of goes around and he's like tapping a few people on the shoulder and unbeknownst to it i'm trying to hide in the corner with a guitar because i thought i'm just going to play guitar in the corner and that's my evangelism because then i can avoid it <laughs> um but then he comes up to me and is like Colin your turn to share yeah, the gospel yep. and I being a good like missionary kid not wanting to disappoint leadership was like I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it and yeah. so I had to get up there and it's the only time in my life I've done street preaching and it was the <laughs> weirdest event as I had to like suddenly try and find a way to articulate and share the gospel in a way that wasn't I don't want to be a jerk you know mm-hmm. but you're on a platform so what do you say it was super weird anyway the funniest part of that story was at the end of it uh, I got down, and we actually ended up talking to someone about God, and I didn't become a Christian, but it was a really interesting conversation, but what I found out afterwards is I thought that my leader had come to me being like, Colin, you're the man for this moment. <laughs> I since found out that he went to everyone in our team, <laughs> including oh, wow. Haley, my wife, who was on that team, and he asked them to do it. They all said no, <laughs> no. <laughs> so I was just the one idiot who was like, I guess I have to do this. Um, yeah, it's it's such an interesting one because I think it's a in my experience it often feels incredibly polarizing. Yeah. Mm. Some people really love it and I think it's really easy for mm. I think particularly of our generation people to feel really nervous about it and yeah. Yep. Not wanting to do it. Right? Yeah. Absolutely,
1: I think I think it's very natural to feel nervous about it because there is this built-up understanding of what it looks like. The mm-hmm. Billy Graham Crusades I've seen to be mentioned in mm-hmm. there. Oh uh, yes, the yeah. the street park evangelism, mm-hmm. the uh, the Ray Comfort videos and things like that. We we see all these different things, yes. and we kind of create mm-hmm. a picture of that's what evangelism is supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. Following yeah. on from what you guys have both said, and you know your involvement in YWAM, I was involved with Steiger yeah, national, yeah. and I too have a story about being in a park in Germany. <laughs> Um, Germany man those poor Germans <laughs> but, <laughs> those poor Germans there's, I, there's two stories but uh, we, I won't get into both of them too much depth, but it, it is interesting because I came from I some, just a bit of context I was an associate youth pastor and then I left that job and I went to the mission school and uh, they were very much all about evangelism and things like that and mm-hmm. when I left my role at the church I was working at, I had a really kind of cagey idea about evangelism because mm. uh, there was someone who was, I was working with who was on this really powerful journey with it and was doing more of this, We oh, just got to go up to people and talk to them about Jesus mm. kind of thing. And so I kind of left there being kind of like, oh, I don't don't really know what I, get, I th- feel about it. Yes. Less than a month later, I am in a park. We've just done a zombie walk through the heart of the city of Dresden. <laughs> Steiger
0: was weirder than Y-Man. It's great. We did did the
1: zombie walk through the center of town, the the, the full makeup and everything like that, and we invited a whole bunch of people from the community, and we got to this park, and members of our group did a drama, and then I got up and I preached. I right. uh, preached the gospel and using the yes. idea of how we're like the living dead, uh, and that Jesus makes us come alive do yeah. fully who we, who we are. Um, mm. It was it was you know it was one of those experiences like that's galvanized my mind now as this mm-hmm. like really crazy moment because there were like Satanists and things in the crowd who yeah. joined us because zombies and stuff yeah. like that. But at the same time, it opened up this opportunity for really powerful conversation, mm-hmm. um, and so it's one of these things like it's a it's a there's a huge spectrum of what evangelism looks like and it can make us nervous and it can mm-hmm. make us comfortable a lot of the times because it's us stepping into a place that we're not super comfortable about yep. mm-hmm. plus it's the gospel and so sharing it in that context is galvanizing and polarizing mm-hmm. for, it, for a lot of people yep. um but there can be fruit to it but mm-hmm. echoing what you said as well you'd have to do it I, from my view you have to do it with relevance and you have to do it with compassion otherwise mm-hmm. it's just like hitting someone over the head with a the Bible
0: yeah and we had some of those comments so yeah like Kevin is like talking about yeah sharing your faith but not Bible bashing yeah Um, Mm. or you know Paul is mentioning yeah when it's done poorly yeah it's a method of exploiting people Mm. like there's some real tensions there there's some
1: real tensions Mm.
0: yeah and I think one of the things that I'm really interested in for us having this conversation with and particularly for people of our generation is I think it's really easy because it probably comes reflexively to us Mm. knowing some of the bad examples for it yeah There's an easy sense for us to be like, well, look, I don't want to offend anyone. So I'm just going to I'm going to preach the gospel, but not use words. I'm just going Mm -hmm. to live it out of my life. And I'm going to
1: relational evangelism, just do relational evangelism.
0: And there's some parts of that that are good. But I guess one of my concerns for us as a church is like one of Peter, uh, Jesus's final words to us was go, therefore, and make disciples. Mm Yeah. So how do we if we want to be faithful to Jesus? Yeah. Actually, intentionally engage on this process, mm. yeah. while still doing it in light of a lot of the baggage. And I think for mm. us as a church, we're going to have those groups. Oh yeah, like some yeah. of us who really don't like it, some of us who do. I mean, even Aki talked about like, yeah, when I don't go and talk to my neighbor, I think I'm being disobedient. Yeah, mm. like, there's so many feelings of guilt there's that so get stuck many, yeah. into it.
1: I think I think you know to start the discussion. I think is a way to maybe comfort some of the people in the way they're thinking, is the idea that. Throughout Jesus' ministry, you see him utilizing and interacting with a whole plethora of people, there's that word again, yeah. in a number oh, in a number of different ways. And so in terms of when it comes to discipling and sharing the gospel, yeah. I think we need to look through that lens in terms of, you know, mm-hmm. we're the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. We each have different skills mm-hmm. and abilities and natural things we're inclined to do. And that all plays a part when it comes to the bigger picture of evangelism. I don't. think, I think we do ourselves a disservice when we narrow it down to you're fulfilling the call of evangelism through X, Y, and Z. Mm. I think there's a number of different ways. And I think that I've always found helpful in terms of with this conversation is that imagine we're all on a bus going through life and you may get to sit next to someone for three stops or you may get to sit next to someone for 15 stops. Mm-hmm. What are you doing in that space that you're there with that person? Yeah. Uh, you know, you could just be the person who actually gave them the seat, mm-hmm. and and and, or you could see that they're upset and ask them, "How's your day going?" Or you could be the person that shares the full gospel mm-hmm. with them, mm-hmm. kind of thing. You've got a different part to play depending on the yeah. journey that the bus is going on and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Don't, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to be doing the whole, the nine, whole thing, the whole nine mm-hmm. yards. Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. Yeah, I love how Arthur touches on how this. It's about sharing, your life relationally. And letting the Holy Spirit, you know, mm-hmm. work in that person's life, mm-hmm. not pushing them and forcing them into a decision because it's actually about an invitation onto the bus, right? Yeah, you yeah. know, we're going in this direction and it's you actually have to make the invitation as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you have so to we, make the invitation. You know, yeah. there's yeah. this
2: extreme kind of like reaction to it and yet actually we're still called to do it. Yeah. So how do we do it in a loving, compassionate way, but also still Extend the invitation. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. okay. like, I think our generation, in particular, uh, my friends and m- mm. myself, can fall easily into the trap of I'll just be relational. Yeah, I mean, I'll totally. Share, I'll, yeah. Share, I'll share Jesus through yep. my comings and goings, even though you're really not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You may, you know, act, do certain things in certain places, mm. but really, it's it's it's, it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I like what you've said there, Brooke. About there actually needs to be some level of invitation, mm. and that's where it's like there does need to be some la- level of Stepping across the line mm. in terms of introducing someone mm. to that, a different way of being, because mm-hmm. everything about Jesus is countercultural. Mm. yeah And so if you're in a relation with someone and but they're just living a, feeling the exact same things that life would throw at them mm-hmm. rather than seeing any mm. kind of like counterculture kind of thing, it, the question must be asked around. Yeah mm.
0: And that's my hope for us as a church as we talk about this is it's mm. being aware of the tensions. you know, and Paul talks about that. like you, Paul mentioned his story when he was with street help, mm-hmm. there was this um, giving pies, people, listening to them late on Friday and Saturday nights, helping them as needed, giving them ride homes, et cetera. And then there was this transition that he talks about to make it more evangelical. And he found that the culture changed and it became more about like yelling people about sin and Jesus.
1: Mm -hmm. while driving Mm -hmm. past
0: them in a sign-written van. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so he talks like at least two different models that I've lived in. One can be a discussion thrown at others about theology of sin, and the other can be a network of loving strangers. And Mm -hmm. I think my hope is that we find some way, like so much of Golden Sands, like when we did the politics series and everything, Mm -hmm. it's finding a way in between these two tensions Mm -hmm. and being aware of the challenges, but still being intentional. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I think, again, from a younger perspective, one of my fears is that... um, you know, like I, I, a lot of us, we have frustrations with altar calls and some of those methods now. Like a lot of people of our generation could be a little bit skeptical mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. those and like, oh, I'm not sure if that works. But I know for me, those moments still had a profound impact oh, in yeah. my life. Yeah, And so there's that. Our, I don't want us to be, particularly for those of us who are younger and nervous about evangelism, mm-hmm don't want us to take our foundation assumed and yeah. then not give other people that opportunity. Well, exactly.
1: And you know, generations before us also have a different base that they're operating from as well, yeah. in terms of growing up in an environment where people had a greater understanding of what it meant to be going to church, or what yeah. Christianity, mm-hmm. the kind of some of the crux is there. And so evangelism, when maybe some older generations were younger, looked very differently because a lot of people had an understanding of mm. some of the basics mm-hmm. about it because there was a large number of New Zealanders going to church yeah. uh, and being involved in, in church life and things like that. But now, you know, with the with the saturation of secularism mm-hmm. of people uh, finding life and joy in a whole number of different places apart outside of the church, like mm-hmm. we see the statistics, uh, we have to be aware that there's there's a level of actually we have to start further back in terms of when we journey with mm. people around the idea of helping them understand the ideas, even concepts like sin, why they need Jesus, yeah. what Jesus did. Uh, there's a, there's a, actually a bigger groundwork we have to do before we even get to the point of doing mm. that. And potentially, just ju- if you're just doing the bold proclamation on the street corner, you could, like you are saying, you mm. could actually be impacting someone negatively mm. But at the same time, like I think there's, there's a there's a breadth to evangelism. Yep. A, yeah, yeah. And it's Lots a scary breadth yeah. because yeah. we as humans like having limited options to actually know, okay, if I'm doing it this way, mm. we're achieving. Mm. Uh, to, but there is actually a breadth with it. And that's something we need to be considering of yeah. as mm. we
2: yeah. go through this all. Yeah. I love how your mum pops in the Engel scale of evangelism. Yes. Good old uh, taking that people, that one step closer yeah. to Jesus, which yeah. is kind of what you're talking about. Yeah people have no idea about some of the theological groundwork, yep. like you're saying, that um, 40, 50 years ago, everyone knew it because yeah. everyone went to Sunday school.
1: Because it was a cultural yeah, thing. Yeah, it was a cultural mm-hmm. thing. Yep.
2: And so actually leading people that one step closer to Jesus, which yep. could be a street help ban, yep. you know, giving out pies and making sure people get home safely, and yep. all of that has a role, I think, in yep. evangelism.
0: Yep. So one of the questions that that raises, and this is the second thing, and we'll finish on this question, and this is what I want you to be thinking about this week. As we start talking about how do we as a church be intentional about sharing mm. our faith mm. and it's this this main question which is what how do we tell the story of the gospel mm. what gospel story are we telling because how do you do the story that billy graham told yeah. in like the post-world war ii yeah. when everyone understands christianity yeah is probably going to be very different from the story that we need to tell yep. mm. nowadays in a more kind of secular environment that don't have those stories. Yep. And that's wildly different from the story that Martin Luther would have told. And then that would have been st- different from the story that Paul told. Like, yep. how do you tell the story of the gospel in ways mm. that are helpful? Yes. Have, you, have you wrestled with that? I feel like oh, this is yeah. one of the biggest questions.
1: It's, it's huge because it feels way more wide open than it ever used to be. Uh, because of the impacts of culture and where things are trending now and, and stuff like that, like um, I think it ties into the journey like we've done as a church around the whole all things new. Mm-hmm. I think it, it, it's really relevant when it comes to the topic of evangelism, the all and the, everybody being involved with it. And uh, we have a, we have generations of people out there right now who are hunting for truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a weird self-fulfilled truth that they want. Yeah. They want it to be relevant and right for them, mm-hmm. not necessarily in their obligation to other people. Yeah. But there is a hunger for truth, proven mm. truth. Mm. And I think you know, like we all, we know biblical truth to be profoundly true and powerful and life changing mm. and things like that. Them. For them, it's just another one on the rack of options. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the way truth becomes real for someone is seeing it being proved, or mm. seeing a mm-hmm. radical shift in the way people operate in terms of it bringing life and it bringing joy in a way that
0: yeah
1: has been has benefited. And I think. That I think it echoes in what we were just talked about before, about the breadth of evangelism. We need to be sharing the truth, that we need to be showing how the truth impacts us as well. Mm. And so even for those who are not doing any level of on the street corner speaking or anything like that, there's a there's a journey we need to go on where our lives are being transformed in a way that reflects what God is doing within us, mm-hmm. so that even in the way that we're operating, mm. we're displaying the love of Christ. We not even need to be speaking about it. Yeah. initially, we could mm-hmm. just be, Acting and working different in terms of the way we live as a church, or mm. the ways we love our neighbours and mm-hmm. get amongst those, get, get alongside those people who may not be different from us and yeah. need a love. The, the bicultural journey thing, all all this mm. stuff, like all these things, can show that we're choosing to intentionally live counter to the secular norm, mm. which you know is is powered by the truth of the gospel. Mm. It Indeed. you know it, it speaks. Yeah, yeah.
2: Mm, yeah. And I think part of this conversation, it needs to be grounded in who we are as Golden sands Mm baptists and Mm. we've been really intentional about who we are as baptists and being a covenantal community Mm. and that i think is a really powerful countercultural way of living Mm. like how do you actually engage with people who you are so different to you know your one galvanizing thing is jesus christ Mm. and then how do you like get alongside people and do life with them when you might have a breadth of um, differences, mm-hmm. you politically different, like ideologies, like yep. where we've come from, our backgrounds, like <laughs> yep. it's kind of like not, it's just weird mm-hmm. that we do life in, you know, this group, but that in itself is really powerful as a witness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So we have to like hold that intention with actually going out and inviting people into that because otherwise we just become a clicky little group. Yeah. Yep. And you're not actually inviting others into it.
1: Mm. Um, and yeah. I think I think the idea of covenantal church is really important as well because it's everybody's involved and they have a part to play mm. in it but what that looks like is different per person as well yeah. mm. and so I love it that it's a journey that we're intentionally looking at this year as a church and I think you know it, I'm new to here but I've watched from afar and you know seeing how the church's journey recently mm. uh, with Amy and everything and, mm. and how you guys loved and supported her and her family and then the community that was impacted around that is telling mm. of that a lot of what Golden senses is is on the right track with us mm. Uh, so that I don't know if that's encouraging but I think it should be Mm -hmm.
0: yeah and my hope is that we can get better at finding ways to tell that story and so look we'll begin to draw this to a close and if I can invite the team to get ready we'll we'll look at wrapping up here relatively soon but I think it's a fascinating question of how do we tell that story Mm. how are you articulating the gospel Um, there's some things that I think are really helpful so like um, uh, yeah Brent is talking about like evangelism without relationship And then you end up neglecting discipleship. Mm -hmm. And so there's this part of the gospel and the way that we need to tell that story needs to be relational. Um, Kevin, I think you're really helpful saying your testimony is a good place to start. Mm -hmm. Um, Bernie, you kind of mentioned that, yeah, for a lot of people sharing faith, the story of Jesus can just be one truth along a whole bunch of other truths. And the danger is that if we're sharing the gospel, it becomes just another thing to help them find their identity. This is, oh, I guess I can identify as a Christian, or I guess I can identify as spiritual.
1: The whole, that's your truth, I have my truth. Yeah. It's different, and And it's okay.
0: how, one of the questions that we'll (laughs) wrestle with, yeah, is how do we translate (laughs) the story of the gospel rather than just being about personal belief, this Mm. is what I believe, or this is where I go to church, to fundamentally being an encounter with God. Yeah, Mm. And that's, I think, one of the hardest things today when we're sharing faith, and at least when I was doing it back in the UK, I find it really hard because whenever I kept on trying to talk about the gospel, it always devolved into, do you believe this truth or do you mm. believe this truth? Exactly. Do yeah. you accept this or do you accept that? And I guess part of me is like, the reason I'm here isn't just because I have the right beliefs, but because I had an encounter with Jesus. Yeah. And there's something profoundly different from just thinking the right thing yeah. to meeting yeah. God.
1: Yeah. There's also that yeah. shift and we don't have time to get into this at all, so I hope it's not doing a disservice by introducing at this late stage. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to be careful about how we individualize testimony mm-hmm. and evangelism, mm. where the call of Christ is actually very outward focused. Because mm. when we talk to someone about tr- that Jesus's truth and things like that, a lot of the time you use the narrative where it's just about you mm-hmm. and how you can be made, you can feel better or you can feel mm-hmm. full, you can or, have your personal but relationship the thing is, with Jesus. Every yeah. other Thought line of belief is saying the same thing. Hey, believe this and you'll be fulfilled. Hey, believe in this, you'll be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Believe in this, and good things will happen to you. Uh, you the, the powerful thing about Christianity and about the gospel of Christ is that it's outward focused, mm. and it's, it's about your part in the bigger body of the church working outwards. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's the yeah. key difference. It's the big story of what
0: God is doing. Yeah, not just about what's happening internally. Yeah.
1: Because a lot of times yeah. you can you get introduced and people are like, oh, it's just like my truth is mm-hmm. I feel fulfilled this way. Mm-hmm. It, the, the shift is actually the call of Christ for others. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah. Another concept that I, I remember getting really excited about um, what God was doing in our world at an Easter camp. And it wasn't a sermon about um, this personal, personalized relationship with Jesus. It was actually Mer Withers, good old Mer, mm-hmm. talking <laughs> yep. about the ways that Christ has called us to be in involved in his reconciling work in the world. Mm -hmm. So it's reconciling ourselves with ourselves, like that's a huge part Mm. of the transformational work Christ does Mm. Um, and then reconciling work with ourselves to other people and to the world around us, to society, to the environment, like it's actually bigger Mm. than we often, we often boil it down to like an easy Mm -hmm. um, go and talk to one person about Jesus and who Mm -hmm. he is and get them believing Mm -hmm. but it's actually like a it's more holistic than that. Yep. It's hmm. more well-rounded, and it's about us being involved in that, which is awesome. Yep. Like yep. it's the missional work of God yeah, in yeah. our community, and yep. that's pretty exciting. Yeah.
0: yeah. But the tension with that is, it's all that missional stuff. It's yeah. reconciliation. Yeah. And then, at what point do people still get baptized? Yeah. yeah. Like, at what point do it's, they still yeah, make that a journey for themselves? Because yeah. you don't want it to just become a wishy-washy, do good things
1: for Jesus. Because the gospel's true, yeah. not
0: do good things yeah. for Jesus.
1: No, it's not. Well, and that's the that's the biggest shift. Is you know we've compartmentalized a lot of our faith elements mm. Yeah. to, if I turn up on Sunday morning, if I'm involved in a home group, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Whereas you see the life of the disciples 24-7, they were doing stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were work, they were having conversations at the late night campfires mm-hmm. with Jesus. I can only imagine what those yeah. discussions were like. There'd be mm-hmm. a lot of
2: arguments. <laughs> the, arguments. That, man. <laughs> the, the,
1: the stuff yeah. in between the significant moments we see, yeah. like, day in, day out, they were journeying. They might not have been proclaiming that God, like Jesus is coming every single day. Someday mm-hmm. it might have just been like, hey Jesus, tell us what like how we're supposed to do things differently or like mm-hmm. Jesus leading them through like devotionals. Imagine Jesus mm-hmm. doing devotionals. Amazing. No. Um, it, they it, probably
2: it, argued with Jesus about those devotions. Oh, so like, much. man, you're praying wrong. Like, so what are much. you doing? <laughs> but okay. at the same time, just, to have,
1: just just, like, I think we need to remember that, that that's a part of it as yeah. well. It's actually an all life including thing rather than mm. just a part. Mm. Uh, and so, and it needs to change the way we operate. Yeah. Mm. It can't be sec- our secular mindsets and a Christ-centered com- mindset can't coexist Mm. one needs to dominate the other Mm. Mm
0: -hmm. how do we faithfully witness to the gospel yeah in a culture. Yep. And Arthur talks about it. I think it's really yeah. helpful, noting that in many ways the kind of Greek culture that Paul lived in mm. is in many ways so similar,
1: so similar to the world yeah. that we
0: live in. Yeah. There's lots of similarities and then there's some huge differences. And so mm. look, we'll look at wrapping this up. I know there's a sense of like, we're not coming out of today with easy answers, but mm. remember today was not a fix-it surgery. No. Fix it <laughs> surgery. Today was exploratory surgery. We, we won't even, we won't out even out figure this can. out
1: by the end of the year. <laughs> <doesn't> yeah. <it? laughs>
0: but my hope is that, and I would really love for you to be be thinking this in your kind of groups in your connect groups in your families and your relationships can I encourage you to have this question and say what does evangelism look like for you yeah what do you have stories and experiences of that what what's a recent story where you've been able to tell someone about Jesus or you've been able to move them that one step closer to Mm -hmm. Jesus Uh, think about if someone were to ask you how would you share the gospel think about how you articulate that I remember for me that was a very real question, because at Amy's funeral, mm-hmm. she explicitly wanted me to share the gospel, and that was my job. And I was suddenly like, okay, I have seven minutes to tell the story of Jesus. Yeah. Once you have to suddenly think about how you tell the story yeah. of God,
2: yeah. it's, no pressure, but, no pressure, you know, it's really yeah.
0: interesting. It was a real big challenge for me. I don't know if I did it well or not. It was just like, have a go. But I'd love for you to think, how would you share the story of Jesus, and how do we do this in a relational way, in a loving way, but in a way that doesn't just capit- capitulate to a soft culture that's mm. like, well, it's all okay. Yeah. Like, mm. we don't want to just not offend anyone for the sake of not offending no. anyone. We want to be faithful to the call of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I desperately want people to know him. Yeah. Not for notches on my belt, but because I just know how good he is. Yeah. Mm. And I want them to experience that life. It's the tension, man. It's
1: the tension. It's mm. the, it's, you're going to upset some people and other people are going to be fully on board with it. Yeah. It's attention. You gotta, you gotta ride the. Unfortunately, everything about Christianity is attention. Everything's attention. Everything is.
2: What? Nothing's just simple and like. Unfortunately,
1: not. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Welcome to Golden Sands. So
0: encouraging this morning.
1: But can I encourage you to think
0: about these questions, wrestle with these, and look, flick me emails. Let's talk about it together. And next week we'll start being a little bit more focused with some specific surgery as we ask, and I'll probably talk about how we share the gospel. How do we tell the story of God in today's culture? How do we do it in a way that is relational and doesn't just treat people as projects Mm -hmm. but retains the individuality and humanity Mm -hmm. of every person but also does it in a holistic way Mm -hmm. in many ways like i love paul by the end he's pushing to try and say like what could the gospel look like it could look like no children hungry um, because of the church there here in golden sands so it's all that stuff my hope is as a church we can bring that together looking towards Mm -hmm. alpha in term two and that this whole year we can work at raising the profile That we might be more intentional about helping our community come to know Jesus. Mm. Absolutely. In a way that is faithful, loving, and um, holistic to what the gospel is. Exactly. Calls us to. We have
1: to come into this with everything open-handed mm. and be yeah. willing to lay certain parts of this down. Yeah. You mm. know, there's stuff that even the three of us at this table we're probably holding in terms of our conceptions totally. of it that we probably couldn't. Well we're not change.
2: perfect. We have hang No, baggage. No, not at all. And, <laughs> and that's okay.
1: That's the big thing. Yeah. You, you may have hang-ups about evangelism, you may be okay about mm. it, you may be really nonchalant about it. That's mm-hmm. okay as we come into this journey yeah. with this. It's all right
2: and I think that's why it's really important that we actually journey in community with each other yep. because we're going to like you know we all have rough edges and if I'm really like kind of scared to step out of my bubble and actually talk to someone about it you know mm. you've got other people around mm-hmm. who are going to yep. be like what's You know, this is actually really important. And we push each other to be better and and to fulfill Jesus' mission in this world together.
1: And we cheer each other on as Mm. we do it as
0: well. That's the one. Yeah. So, look, let me pray, and then we're going to hand it back to the team to lead us in one more song reminding us of the story of the gospel Mm -hmm. as we can sing those words together. Uh, So, look, let's talk about it. Let's wrestle with the weeds and the complications, Mm -hmm. and I think God will bring something beautiful as we as a church wrestle to become more faithful to witnessing to the gospel in our community. Let's pray.